Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 282 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And I'm Lori Kim. I'm a guest for this chapter. Lori's back. Listen, we have to have you on this chapter. There was no, there was no question about it. No question. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. So this episode is sponsored by Danielle Owens. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Today, we will be discussing part one of chapter 28 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Flight of the Prince. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to weep your way through the details. (laughs) I sound very upbeat for this verb, but uh, are we going to cry? It might happen. (laughs) Maybe. Before we begin, let's go to May for Weekly Profit News. So this was posted a couple weeks ago, and I don't know why I didn't pick it up earlier, but I meant to talk about it. However, um, so as we know, there are Wizarding Worlds in Universal at um, Orlando, Hollywood, and in Japan. Mm -hmm. And in Japan, they are creating like a new experience that i'm really excited and i'm i wonder if maybe this is kind of like a precursor to what we could be getting at epic universe whenever it opens in orlando Mm. Um, so they are creating magical creature meet and greets um you'll be able to meet hippogriffs baby dragons pygmy puffs and nifflers starting in the spring nifflers (laughs) Nifflers. i just i just uh i just got my first niffler so i was very excited about that yeah that was really cool because you've well i won't spoil anything yeah but i'm just excited i love being able to get the creatures so anyway so um Oh, yeah, this we were making this... fun of Meg and she didn't care. No, because no. she knows. She knows what she did. I don't, I don't and care. And she embraces it. It's very May. <laughs> Nipplers. So the, dis- the display is opening on March 17th. And they're basically like little animatronic creatures that, I mean, they're real. I'm just kidding. They're real. It's a real Nippler. It's real Pygmy Puff. These creatures are real. <laughs> um, no, but yes, they are animatronics. I'm super excited. I I really can't wait to see like video footage of how you can interact with them um, and like what exactly the interaction entails. So I'm super excited for I'm excited for that and what that potentially means for it coming stateside sometime. Mm hmm. So that would be incredible. Yeah, I like that is kind of like the one big thing I think that um, lacks with the Wizarding World is like character interaction, because I mean, I do understand that that would be really, really difficult with um, having such recognizable faces for like Harry, Ron, Hermione, etc. But, um, you know, like that's one of the really cool things about like the Jurassic Park area, how you can like go and meet the raptors and like have interactions with the raptors and um, how, you know, and like Seuss Landing, especially during Christmas time, like there are who's out that can like come and talk to you and stuff (laughs) like that. And that is just like a huge part of the theme park industry in general. And the Grinch. Yeah. 
that's just like a huge part of the theme park industry. And I think that that is like the one thing that they haven't really touched on in the Wizarding World yet. And I think that incorporating creatures is like a perfect first step to like get the ball rolling with like ideas for um, character interactions. Totally agree. Could be exciting. I mean, it would be really cool. Like, I know that you get to see like Buckbeak on Flight of the Hippogriff and like that's really cool. But like imagine getting to actually like interact with Buckbeak or um, I don't know, even some of the creatures from like Newt's suitcase or something. That would be really awesome. So I want to meet a moon calf. I would lose my mind if I could <laughs> yeah. meet a moon calf. Or a fooper. A fooper. So, yeah, that sounds exciting. And that is the weekly profit for this week. <gasps> I hope that we get to see it closer to us. Kara, what if you yeah. could meet Fang? Because at Universal <gasps> Hollywood, you can meet Max. Like, literally Max oh my God, the dog. Can, like, like, the yeah. living, breathing dog. Yeah, it's, like, the coolest thing. I was, like, uh, shocked. I was, like, wait, Katie, is that, like, that's, like, Max. We like, prioritized <laughs> Max over the Grinch. Yeah, a thousand well, percent. Well, that's no. the right <laughs> thing <laughs> to do. Okay, good. I thought you were going to disagree, and I was, like, you no, can leave. No, that's the right thing to do. I was, like, can I give him a treat? <laughs> <laughs> can I take boy? him home? <laughs> He's so cute. Um. Anyway, make sure to follow us on your preferred <laughs> podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they may, too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, our live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. We are always accepting Potter stories, and if you just want to send us any other fun things or have any questions or concerns, you can send all of that to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. I forgot to write my (laughs) (laughs) I just realized. Not Katie and I texting behind your back waiting for you to realize. (laughs) Oh, man. Shoot. (laughs) And you don't have a lot of time either because my recap is short. Uh, I'm going to wing it. It's fine. Yeah, you should just wing it. You read it a few times, I'm sure. (laughs) I don't know what to do. I already did the bring out your dead thing. So like, what do I, where do we go from here? Uh, I don't know. Should I do a, a mournful one? Like, like church sounding? Like this is Catholic mass. <laughs> okay. I can do it. It's time for the ro 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 recap. I can't wait. To the way that you got like I had a, a game face on. I got into a different character. I had like, to. Okay, okay, okay. I had to. <laughs> oh, I took inspiration. From Meg's last summary. I see that. And you know I what? I didn't do work on summaries two weeks for in a Catherine. row. <laughs> <laughs> the recap is it happened.
Was yours before it happens? I think so. What? Was the one before it happens? And then yours is it happened. Mm. It mm. happened. No, yeah, mm. the one but my my one last week was like a yeah. one. Yeah. This tea <laughs> is really good. Brandon wrote my summary for me. <gasps> what a gem. He said, he ain't getting any debtor. All right. <laughs> Back to work. Uh, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? <laughs> yes, you're excused. Anybody else? No, we're good. <laughs> um, okay, so genuinely, though, there is a lot of... Okay, so Harry becomes unfrozen. So he decides to chase after Snape. Uh, however, Snape got a pretty good head start on him, and he is just, he takes the uh, coveted secret passageway that we see in Goblet of Fire with the step that he gets stuck in, and Mad Eye Moody, he then like sees him. I thought that was kind of a cool callback. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the part that made finally, me angry, cool callback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, he sees a bunch of people fighting. He sees Ginny fighting. He sees Ron. Um, he steps in some blood and he gets outside and tries to throw Crucio at Snape. Um, doesn't go over very well. And Hagrid is there fighting. And... Let's see. That's up to my part. Katie, what happens in your part? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Harry tries to use Incarcerus. Harry tries to use a lot. Yeah, it basically nothing is really working out well for him throwing spells at Snape. Um, And Snape does. He does like protect Harry for a moment here, basically being like, have you forgotten our orders? Potter belongs to the Dark Lord because I think that it's Amicus and um, what's her face? Electo. Electo, who don't really want to listen to orders. Um, and then we find. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, here we uh, we find out that Snape's the Half Blood Prince. <gasps> oh, how dare he was you my own spells against, against me. me? You mean it wasn't Harry's dad after all? Oh my god. <laughs> Harry wants everything to be about him. Oh, could my oh dad be my. the heir of Slytherin? Well, he is. Could it the be my one. dad who cast a Patronus I was thinking even though that. he ain't getting any debtor? <laughs> he was not ready to go back to work. Feel that. Feel that. There we go. Okay, that was that was great. Thank you for participating. It was a little bit amateur, but I apologize. (laughs) Amateur hour up in here tonight. Well, let's let's just talk about this. Are we ready? Yes. All right. So Harry and Tiffany feel like they, too, were hurtling through space. (laughs) Oh, uh, first time reading this, I did not believe what I had read. Um, Same. so, mm-hmm. I, and I thought, uh, I think we talked about this last time, maybe, but like how you're reading and you're kind of jump because it's like getting exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. you so, like speed read. Yeah. And you miss a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go back 
read a little bit slower. I remember it was a very late. I remember exactly. I was living with my parents still, obviously. Um, I was pretty young. I remember where my bed was. I remember sitting on my bed. And I remember crying, like sobbing. It was so, so rough for me. And even at this point, like Dumbledore wasn't my favorite character at this point in my life. I believe when we even started this podcast, Dumbledore wasn't my favorite character. I think I said it was Hermione, um, which obviously like I, I love her, but I don't know. There's something about my main man. Anyways, we cannot believe that it has happened. It didn't. It couldn't have. But it did. And Snape is wasting no time. He grabs Malfoy and yeets him through the door ahead <laughs> and, tells, and tells them that they have to get out of here quickly. Uh, Greyback and the Karos follow them. And this part made me want to like, just like smash things. They are quote, panting excitedly. And yeah, so that part... It's gross, but also yes. as a Snape supporter, mm-hmm. that part was affirming to me because people sometimes debate, is Snape sadistic the same mm. way that Umbridge is? And there is actually a difference because Snape is never shown as panting excitedly or just having that gross, excited response. Umbridge has that. Voldemort right. does, Bellatrix mm-hmm. does, and these, oh, you know, when they, big time. Yeah, when they see mm-hmm. that suffering is about to happen, they get really happy. And that's not Snape's response. And that was, you know, one of my pieces of evidence that I clung to. Like, okay, this is not the same thing. I mean, he may be a very bad bully in the classroom, but there's something mm-hmm. else happening here. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's very gross. <laughs> it yeah, is gross. It's like yeah. gives you the ick. Big time big time um so as they vanish harry like comes to realize that oh i can finally move so there's no more magic holding him where he was because dumbledore had died therefore the magic holding him had broken and that kind of makes me wonder like i wonder if, if anything else dumbledore had done that magic was holding like if anything else broke, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Did like a bunch of random stuff just disappear that he had conjured and like, <laughs> that would be interesting. Or like protections <laughs> that he had cast on the school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, that would, that would absolutely happen. <gasps> Ooh, I said the library books with Horcruxes becoming accessible. Mm-hmm. I think Very most good. of the castle stuff though is designed for, to pass smoothly on to whoever the castle recognizes as the next headmaster. Cause yeah, that makes or sense. headmistress. Because we know that it didn't recognize Umbridge, which is like one of the most satisfying things. Oh in yeah. The series. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yes. True. Interesting. Uh but, but yeah, yeah definitely books. about the books. Yeah, definitely about the books. Um so he throws his invisibility cloak aside as the last death eater is walking through that door. And I think that that's really telling in this moment. He is not hiding from what is going on. He doesn't have 
that protection of Dumbledore anymore, and nor does he feel like he needs it at this moment. Um, and I think that says a lot about Harry. Like, he's ready. Like, I feel... I mean, he tries to cast an unforgivable. Yeah. And I'm sure that he meant it that time. He tried it just, twice. Yeah. And he's... <laughs> obviously hurting very much and so he uses petrificus totalus and the death eater buckles and falls to the ground and he had barely hit the floor before harry was running over him and down the stairs and harry's terrified i mean with everything that he heard and all the information that he had gotten whether it was from um Malfoy about what was going on or the Death Eaters about what was happening downstairs. Um, he's about to be met with this like face to face. I'm not sure that like terrified has really been an emotion that the author has used to describe him. I feel like he's been fearful, but he's yeah. always felt determined and brave and i feel mm. like terrified is like next level it's like a next level word for him in this moment yeah you're totally right yeah 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 <laughs> i love how i'm like yeah, yeah no no I yeah right. yeah i agree with myself <laughs> uh so usually when like the dung hits the fan he's like amped up he's ready for a fight but by this time um even though I feel like he knows like deep, deep, deep down that Dumbledore is actually dead. He just doesn't want to believe it. He's still filled with this terror. <laughs> and he thinks that he has to get to Dumbledore and to Snape to somehow make sense of all of this. And in his mind, getting to those two people is it's, it's linked. Mm -hmm. If they can get them together, this can be fixed. It can be repaired. Um, quote, he could reverse what had happened if he had them both together. Dumbledore could not have died. And then I was thinking about um, stages of grief. And denial is one of those stages of grief. And I just thought that that was interesting. And I tried to pick through this time. And even we'll go into the next chapters and try to see if we can find um, Harry going through stages of grief. Because I feel like that's important because they don't have anybody to talk to about their grief. So I wonder if they in some kind of way work through it with each other or themselves and we can kind of pinpoint moments. So Harry he definitely oh, go ahead. Um he definitely gets to anger in this part of the chapter. Absolutely. Bargaining. Yeah. You know, thinking if he can just yeah. catch Snape, he can bargain with fate mm -hmm. to you know, it's just turning back time a, a few minutes. Just a few. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. And in a world of magic, right? Because right. he still has muggle mind about things, but this is a magical world, right? But even though also, he's been told that there's no spell that can bring people back from the dead. It's a, it's a very human response though. It's actually mm -hmm. similar in my mind to the five second rule when you drop something on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, it hasn't happened. I yeah. can undo this. And that's, <laughs> there's just something about humans that, you know, if we don't understand the story yet, it's not real for us yet. And, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't have the story straight. What did I just see? What did I, what just happened? None of this makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's what what's the saying is like it's, it never is real until it happens to you. Ugh. Or like that could never happen like and and I feel like growing up you kind of go through that as a kid. Um and you know you hear things about the world but you know that that could never happen to me, right? Mm-hmm. You think that way sometimes. Right. Oh. So Harry leapt down the last 10 steps of the stairs and he landed with his wand hand raised and the corridor was dimly lit and full of dust. And there's an epic battle that is taking place. Epic. Uh, It's kind of like the first of two. And so half the ceiling had fallen in and the battle was still raging on as he stood there. And he's trying to make out who's fighting who, what's going on. Uh, And then he hears the person that he's looking for. Yeah. I always forget like how much destruction happened in this battle. That's why I was looking so forward to it, to seeing it in movie form. Yeah. And then it never happened. <laughs> it's just so crazy. Yeah. How, like literally nothing like this. None of this happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, <sighs> this is like, I don't know what room they're in. That's below the astronomy tower. I'm sure it sees it, I'm sure it sees warfare in, in the next book, too. I'm not sure which parts of the castle were actually fought in. Um, we obviously know, like, the, the Great Hall, but I wonder if it sees sees two battles. Uh, okay, so Harry hears uh, the person that he's looking for, and as the author puts it, quote, he had heard the hated voice shout, it's over, time to go, and saw Snape disappearing around the corner at the far end of the corridor. So we have anger there. I mean, that's pretty obvious. It's not the first time that that's going to show up, though, in this chapter. Yeah. Snape is definitely keeping his word to Narcissa. He kept Malfoy safe as they forced their way through the battle. And the easy thing about that, though, is nobody's going to attack the two of them on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and right. that's, that's the luxury that he has working for both sides. He he not that he doesn't have any fear, but like he's confident in knowing that, like, they have no idea what's going on, but nobody's going to attack him from either side. And nobody's going to attack Malfoy from the order side because he's a kid. And then the Death Eater side, well, they know exactly who he is and what he's about. Well, this is one of those few moments that is so beautiful where no matter whose side Snape is on, there's a truth to it. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, everyone on either side is invested in him protecting Draco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his impulse for protecting Draco is something sacred that everybody recognizes. Mm-hmm. You know, protect this not quite adult get him to his mom and yeah just the purity i love those moments when no matter what side you think snape is on it works yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely uh so harry is after them again since he he sees them and fenrir is also on it and he jumps on harry before harry can raise his wand to stop him and Harry smells the filth of sweat and blood on him as he's going for Harry's throat. And not to be gross, but this is like Bill's blood probably mixed with other people's. If he's like mm-hmm. hurting them in any kind of way, if there's any, this is terrible, 
splatter of any kind if he's using his he's got long nails are you using those he's not necessarily Ugh. like biting a bunch of people but punching you know there's things flying uh so harry once again uses petrificus totalus and he feels fenrir collapse against him and with stupendous effort he pushed the werewolf off and onto the floor as a jet of green light oh that was bad came flying toward him (laughs) he ducked and ran headfirst into the fight uh are we thinking about how harry uh for lack of a better word magically but magically escapes uh avadas because is that like is that like skill or is that like fate that like chosen one stuff I wouldn't be opposed to calling it chosen one stuff. Like, is it still the protection from Lily? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. This question's asked. This question's asked. If this is, in fact... Lord help us. Lily's protection, then what we have said about the end of Seven makes... even more sense so if lily's protection is protecting him not just against voldemort but against voldemort's followers there she is why would harry's protection not just protect everybody from voldemort but also voldemort's (laughs) followers i'm just saying i i enjoy laurie what what do you think did laurie did we talk to you about this at all Trigger warning, the following conversation includes discussions of gun violence. To skip ahead, move one minute forward. I think, actually, I read this scene as just plain battle, whether Mm -hmm. it's magical or muggle. Okay. Because, especially, I live in a city with a really high uh, gun violence rate. Yeah. And when you hear about somebody getting injured or killed you know it's not like every bullet fired hits somebody you know when you're actually in the middle of fighting you're nervous and elevated and you just kind of you can't always aim so that struck me as quite accurate okay and yeah a lot of the sentiments going on in this scene just seem really psychologically accurate to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like rant, like friendly fire that, you know, the death eaters end up killing one of their own. Right. Well, that, that happens. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. Definitely. I agree with you there. And I also definitely a hundred percent agree with Meg because this absolutely fits like a beautiful puzzle piece into the theory that we had surrounding Harry's protection for people. I in just the like, I cannot be swayed on that. I cannot be swayed on that opinion of the final battle. Like <laughs> that protection protected everybody from the other side, like period. I, I'm sorry if that upsets people and they think that that diminishes you know, Mrs. Weasley's capabilities or other people's capabilities like that by no means is downplaying how amazing 
Mrs. Weasley is. Here's the thing. Not everybody is going to be a fighter or an accomplished duelist. You know what I mean? And it would be remiss for us to say that just because all of these people are part of like Harry's inner circle life, that all of them are going to be good at dueling automatically. Like that's just foolish. I know they're in the order, but not everybody in the order necessarily has to be some amazing fighter like yes they can be talented but it doesn't necessarily mean they're good at dueling just saying so okay hold on i just one thing i want to get answer em. in the chat morgan said <laughs> harry slash lily's protection is protecting everyone so why did fred die so fred didn't actually die from a spell he died from rubble falling on fred him. fred died before harry sacrificed himself as well Oh, yeah, true. So. There you go. There's the answer. <laughs> but I was going to, uh, yeah, either of those. Yeah. Hmm. There yep. you go. But you don't Several know people that are about... typing. <laughs> <laughs> so Mia says that it makes the final battle a complete waste and it's disappointing. I think. I disagree with that. It's just not. Because, it's not. Just because if you think about like, <laughs> not to talk about Twilight, but for instance, <laughs> at the end of, yes. at the end of Breaking yes. Dawn, you know, you see Alice's vision of how this war would end if they didn't do what they're supposed to do. Okay. So like you see that whole battle play out and then you realize like, oh, that didn't even happen. But like, that's not disappointing. The story itself is about love, though. You know what I mean? Not your story. Bleh, Twilight. Um, uh, Harry Potter's theme. Yeah, about love. Yes, yes. And everyone still had to fight, as Slap Quack Shonda said. Said they have to fight until Harry makes it to the forest, and then still, it's not like those people know they have the protection. They're still fighting for their lives. They're fighting as if they don't have it. Harry still has to defeat Voldemort. Harry still could have died i think afterwards right they were both on equal a thousand percent equal level then and it's a war people are going to want to come and help such as the centaurs the parents and the people of hogsmeade like just because there's a protection like nobody knows about the protection literally just typing this and i misspelled things but yes that's what i was agreeing with they don't nobody knows nobody's counting on this i think no. Do you think even Harry knows that the protection happened? I don't think I so. I think later on, if he were to like really think about it, he would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, does he talk about it in 7 to he Voldemort d- he when does. circling? At the oh, very end. Does. You're right. Yeah. See? Oh. But he doesn't, well, he doesn't like, he doesn't like run but he doesn't, and go, yeah. don't worry about it. You're fine. You're, you're okay. okay. No worries. I died for <laughs> you. All is well. Oh, so we like to compare this to um i talked about uh in our friend chat like how this compares not this stuff in seven mark your bingo cards um at harry's king's cross harry's king's cross after he has gone into that in between um he's nude if you didn't remember um Mm -hmm. And he's fine with it. And it reminded me of the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve. And they were naked and they didn't care about it. And the only time that they did was after sin had occurred. Mm -hmm. And filleted Voldemort, chicken wing, horcrux is 
making sounds and Harry thought that it sounded indecent. And that's the moment where he decided that he wanted clothes. Okay. Back to right now. If we're comparing Harry with Christ dying for everybody's sins. And if they accept like Harry is the chosen one, then they're essentially, this is not the term I want to use, but this is the most common term. They're saved from Mm. death, an, an eternal death. Does that make sense? Ooh, I like I see that. The parallel you're making. Yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> we started with Catholic Church. We started with some mass at the beginning with the the recap. <laughs> and now we're rolling right along. Oh, but yes, I just that's interesting. Oh, I like what we're doing here. Oh, all right, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Episode's over. Yeah, Lori, Lori, go. Can I? Answer, can I talk to, about something in the chat that's a different subject? Yeah. That's back to sure. my guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ravenpuff Pride says, do you think Dumbly thought I am dying right before Snape performed the curse in order to ease Snape's pain and guilt? Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. And yes. I don't think he did because... Okay. I don't think that's what he was appealing to in order to help Snape along. If you think about the message of this series, when you have to make a superhuman effort, what um, carries you through is the thought of saving the pain of a loved one. And I think in order to get Snape to do this almost impossible thing, what Dumbledore was saying was, and was thinking to him was, um, let me... Let please be the last thing I see before I die. If I look at you, then I'll know that I can rest in peace. I'll know that the unfinished work that I care about the most in the world is being passed on to somebody who understands my mission and is going to keep carrying it on. And also be my friend, be the last thing I see. And, you know, if Dumbledore dies without seeing, you know, the whole time he's saying, where's Severus, where's Severus? What if he dies... You know, if he dies in some other horrible way and that all the stuff that they've been planning for doesn't happen, how can he rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, he looks at his friend, who's the one person who knows all this stuff, and he says, you're going to do this for me, right? I know I'm asking a lot of you, but you're going to do this for me, right? Yeah. Do you love me enough to do this horrible thing and, you know, mm-hmm. put the rest of your life through this hell? And, yeah. you know... Snape wouldn't be able to do that except if he really loved somebody and was, you know, okay, I'll be the last thing you see, you know, you bastard. Fine. Right. Right. (laughs) Fine. And yes, I'll, you know, and we see Harry do the same thing when he thinks he's going to die in book seven and he sees Neville and he says, Hey, Neville, in case something happens to me, get the snake. Yeah. And Neville's like, okay, snake got it. I just Um, read that today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, and it's also what Snape does with Harry at the end. When like, you know, let me let be the last thing I see before, I, you know, the thing that I am dying for this message that I'm supposed to get yeah. to the person who can finish the job. Ooh, let that's me see you so that I can rest. I can go and rest now. And Harry thinks of Ginny is his last thought yes. before he dies. Right. Like she's not in front of his face, but, you know, in his right. mind, he can have her. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, because, you know, anything you think you can't do for yourself, there might be somebody you love enough so you could do it for them. 
Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the magic that the side against Voldemort has. I wonder also if that kind of, uh, that kind of death where you feel like you're complete is your way of saying, I don't want to go into any kind of ghost form. Yeah. As well. Yeah. I'm finished. I can go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very good. <laughs> okay. I don't have a mouse down there. Uh, I went, I keep going for my mouse, but it's charging. Okay. Are you ready for some more? All right. So Harry dodges this uh, killing curse, right? And continuing with this quote, he docked and ran headfirst into the fight. His feet met, met something squashy and slippery on the floor and he stumbled there were two bodies lying there, lying face down in a pool of blood. But there was no time to investigate. Harry now saw red hair flying like flames in front of him. Ginny was locked in combat with a lumpy Death Eater. Also, <laughs> have fun in their class next year. How weird is this? Like, I battled my Honestly, professor last my God. year. They tried to You're kill right. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Amicus, who was throwing hex after hex at her while she dodged them. Amicus was giggling, enjoying the sport. Crucio, Crucio, you can't dance forever pretty. Um, there were like, uh, they're like not really following like the don't kill Harry Potter order very well. And I feel like Snape is trying to like push them on to keep going. Um, because Fenrir jumps on top of him. Was he maybe like, oh, I'm not going to kill him. I'm just going to turn him. Or this I'm just going to yeah. maim him, you know? Dude, alternate reality where Harry Potter becomes a werewolf. <laughs> well, I would love alternate reality storylines. Like That would be pretty cool. Like, why not? Yeah. I'm sure this they exist. This is totally the risk, though, that Voldemort runs. Yeah. And, I mean, Draco runs this risk, too, when he has Crab and Goyle doing his bidding. Yeah. If mm -hmm. what you're counting on is for people to give in to their <sighs> urges, destructive urges... You can't control that, you know, and fortunately, Snape is there to give orders, but uh, Voldemort can't tell people why he doesn't want Harry killed. <laughs> like, no, no, you have to save Harry because, you know, he's the thing that will complete me. I need Harry. Bring him to me. You can't just kill. Like, they would be, he would be so mad if they just accidentally squashed Harry. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. That would not be good. And he can't tell them why. Yeah. No. Uh, so Harry casts impedimenta and his and it hits Amicus in the chest and he's lifted off of his feet and slammed into a wall. Quote, Ron, Professor McGonagall and Lupin, each of whom was battling a separate Death Eater. Beyond them, Harry saw Tonks fighting an enormous blonde wizard who was sending curses flying in all directions so that they ricocheted off the walls around them, cracking stone, shattering the nearest window. Um, that is good old Thorfinn Rao. You've joined the chat. Um, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so Thorfinn Rao obviously is a death eater and coming up pretty soon we find out um, that a death eater is dead. Well, do we that's find the same? That's Gibbon. No, that's not the same. No. Okay, sorry. I was thinking Rao. 
was the snatcher, but I feel like he's a different name, and now I can't remember. No, Raul does go to the coffee shop. No, no, no. I yeah. know. Yeah, I see him here at, at the coffee shop. But I mean, a sna- it, I for some reason in my head for like forever, Raul has been associated with the snatcher that catches them in oh. Deathly Hallows. But that's a different name, and I can't remember his name. Is that Scabier? Uh, Scabier. Scabier. Yeah, Scabier yeah. and Fenrir. Uh, that's catch right. catch them. I don't know why I just like get those names. Uh, so yeah accidentally kills Gibbon is responsible for um, burning Hagrid's cabin and you know some other things definitely tracked Harry Ron and Hermione to Tottenham Court Road and he was working with Dalahov disguised as construction workers um, and this is when the name Voldemort is tabooed, which is how he finds them after they leave the wedding. And yeah, instead of killing them, they had their memories modified. <sighs> okay, this is going to be very dark, but I question that move. Not saying that they should have killed them because that would be like super, super obvious, but like. I don't know. Evil Tiffany would have done more. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> Evil Tiffany would have been very not great. Because honestly, like, it's like what Lupin said. Like, this is war. The time for disarming is over. And then Harry's all like, but it saved my life. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then what does he use against Voldemort? The same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he has like insurance knowing that that wand is his <laughs> and right. it's not going to kill him. Uh, so Ginny is shocked to see Harry. She's like, where'd you come from? And Harry's like, I got no time to chat, sweet pea. And he goes and runs <laughs> a blast erupts over his head but he is focused on snape and that snape must not escape right he has to get the two together he has to fix this mcgonagall is battling co future co-worker electo <laughs> who is running away from her along with her brother um and the, here's where i write this is weird it's weird that they're gonna be co-workers next year <laughs> like Welcome back to Hogwarts faculty. Uh, this is summer training. <laughs> like, See you in the break room. You tried, tried to kill, to kill each kill other. Last year. No biggie. Just mere months ago. <laughs> right. But you know, I've, I read this scene so differently after mm -hmm. 2021 when there were people there were threats against the lives of Congress people. And now right. they mm -hmm. work in the same room. Mm -hmm. alongside people i can't imagine who literally tried to kill them and get people to kill them and that that makes me understand this story in a completely different way like yeah this is like yeah. death, mm -hmm. and this actually happens and they and yeah. yeah they still have to go to work together yeah it blows my well a lot of things blow my mind i can't believe any of those people are in jail but that's neither here nor there um <sighs> It's it's terrible. And it's terrible that that we have a real life thing to attach it to. Like, you that's, know, that's that's why this story, though, is so lasting. It's yes. really 
it's robust in that it can work as a fairy tale. And then when the real life inspirations for it happen, it holds up. It, it just means, okay, this prepared me to understand it. You know, this, I, there was a time when I was innocent enough so that this seemed like a story to me. Right, right. right. Oh, mm-hmm. Laurie! Sorry, Why? sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, but like I just said in the Is chat, this like, like the Simpsons predicting everything? Pretty oh, much. Lord. The icebreakers <laughs> at Welcome Back are going to be real weird. I'm just saying. It's not. <laughs> it's going to be strange. Can you imagine if they had like team building activities where you have to like get the hula hoop across everybody? And pass oh it? my god! <laughs> Terrible. Uh, Trust you know you're a teacher when you know all the icebreakers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the worst. <sighs> I hate it. Let's just say. Uh, okay. Uh, so Harry launches himself after them again, but his foot catches and he trips over Neville's legs. Luckily, he's okay. Um, and he. And Neville tells Harry that Snape and Malfoy run past. Harry tells him that he's on it. And all the while, um, he hits Rowell in the face with a hex. I'm like, he just throws it nonverbal. There's no. Awesome. There's no, uh, there's no quote here. So I like it. Solid. And Raoul takes off after the caros, running away like a bunch of chickens. And, quote, Harry scrambled up from the floor and began to sprint along the corridor, ignoring the bangs issuing from behind him, the yells of the others to come back, and the mute call of the figures on the ground, whose fate he did not yet know. That is beautiful writing. Can I read that again? Yeah. Oh, my God. Harry scrambled up from the floor and began to sprint along the corridor, ignoring the bangs issuing from behind him, the yells of the others to come back. So they're yelling for Harry to come back and the mute call of the figures on the ground whose fate he did not yet know. That is like sad. That is terribly sad. And he doesn't I mean, have time to even try and process it. No, at all. Because he's on a mission right now. Yeah. He has to he, catch up with Snape. He has to like compartmentalize, like, this is information that I need for later, and I cannot be bothered with it right now. Oh. It's your turn, Megan. I know. I'm sorry. Are you still arguing with Discord? In the, the chat, people what is the who mute like call? us. <laughs> I said you're arguing with the people who actually like us. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Kendra said, what is a mute? What is the mute call referring to? And I said, it's like the urge to figure out their fate. It's like the call from them for you to stop and figure out what's wrong with them. But you can't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I interpreted it as well. Mm. Mute call. Mute call means that they're they're not they can't call. They can't make a sound because they're they're what Harry presumes is maybe dead and knows one of them is and he doesn't know who they are. And it's like the that urge mm-hmm. to just like stop and see what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. But he has to keep running. because right. Snape is getting away. The you know, he's getting away. He's getting away. Getting away, so. getting away, getting away now. 
Harry skids around the corner and <laughs> read the room, <laughs> Catherine. No, uh, I'm just his kidding. trainers are slippery with blood, Katie. Like, get it together. God. <laughs> um. So Snape has a huge head start, and Harry knew thinking, this dude's been like marathon training this whole time, right? Um, Harry's like, what if he already made it to the room of requirement? Like, is that even where he's heading? Like, where are they going? Are they already through the cabinet? Like, what's going on? So he's just running down empty corridor after empty corridor until finally he sees a bloody footprint heading towards the front doors. So he's figured out that that's where they're heading, or at least that's what he's assuming. Um, He came around a corner and a curse flew past him. Um, Electo and Amicus were there running down the staircase ahead of him. He was trying to hit them with jinxes, but he was missing. Um, so he takes the shortcut from Gobble to Fire, the one with the vanishing step, which is where we see him with the egg and it falls and it's screaming and Moody's there and all that jazz. Who? Judy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, so he takes the shortcut to try to catch Snape and Malfoy and collides with, uh, some pajama clad Hufflepuffs who (laughs) don't know what's going on. Um, but he's basically just like, sorry, can't talk to you. Keeps running. He tells them to get out of the way and he runs down the rest of the staircase. It's very rude. I mean, (laughs) he's got stuff to do. But it also, it really shows you how it must have felt to be any other student during Harry Potter's yes. time. Like, what? What is going on? I don't know. This yeah. kid named Harry Potter always has secret stuff happening. And <laughs> right. like has no, there he goes. If I was yeah. them, I would not be standing in the hallway. Let me tell you that. If I he would was be there, like I'd be like, I'm going over. Cowering under my side. blankets in my dorm, not coming out, because hopefully that's safe from Harry Potter and his... <laughs> Drama. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he tells them to get out of the way and he's running down the rest of the staircases. He makes it out the doors and he could see three figures racing across the lawn. Three. They wanted to basically get to um, outside of the grounds so that they could disapparate. And it was Snape, Malfoy, and I think Raoul. So... Hagrid has started fighting back as well. He came out of his cabin and he's trying to stop them from escaping. Um, And Harry's immediate first thought here is please not Hagrid too. Please not Mm -hmm. Hagrid too, which Mm -hmm. is so sad because he's already lost so much tonight and he can't even fathom losing more. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's scared of them hurting Hagrid, but he is running and he gets hit in the back and he falls down. His nose starts just pouring blood. And oh, from start to finish. That's how he started. <laughs> Nosebleeds, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know. I was, yeah. Why is he always covered in blood? Um, and he knew that it had to have been Amicus or Electo who had caught up to him because those were the people that he had run ahead of. Um, so he hits one of them with impedimenta and then he just sprints after Snape. Raul and Hagrid are now in battle and Raul just keeps aiming curse after curse at Hagrid. But thankfully, because he's half giant like that is protecting him in this moment. They're just like not 
affecting him. My spells ricochet. And what's interesting, too, is that um, it's mentioned that the giant blood he got from his mother is what's protecting him. That's mm-hmm. it's like yes. just another mention of mother protection. Yeah, right. this, this whole good. chapter is about that. Yeah. Um, so Harry throws stupefy at Snape first, but misses. Uh, then he tries to cast Crucio, and this is the first time that he's attempted an unforgivable, right? No, no. This is second. No. Tries to Bellatrix. To Bellatrix. That's In right. five. Oh, that's right. right. That's right at the end. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she tells so... him you have to mean it. Okay, which is interesting, interesting connection. Oh. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I was just gonna say it's an interesting connection because he casts it immediately after losing Sirius, and now he's cast it immediately after losing Dumbledore. Harry's got mm-hmm. so feels. those are the moments where he feels. Um, did she block it? Or did it, was it not just, it not, did it, okay, I'm, movies, because it knocked her down in the movie. What did it do in the book? I cannot remember. Is that the same or different? I think it just she, wasn't think it that just, powerful. Like, okay. She, like, whimpers Now, second, why but... isn't it? Uh, okay, here's, ooh, 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 oh, go, go, go. Yeah, um, go for it. <laughs> when she says to him, righteous anger doesn't have enough power oh, okay, yes. to do it, and that's exactly the sentiment that Harry is casting from right now he's just like running after snape and throwing whatever he can think of at him because he's upset Mm -hmm. and that is a completely different scope of emotion from snape who has the perspective that he has even i mean even the fact that he was the one who killed dumbledore that's one thing but even just the fact that dumbledore is now dead and he's a teacher and he has to get Draco home and everything is going to be so awful. And meanwhile, there's this like little kid throwing spells at him without even thinking about it. And, you know, just like, oh, come on. Mm. Um, the, the great, huge grief of knowing that Dumbledore is dead and life is like this, that's part that's what enabled Snape to use an unforgivable successfully just now. You know, when when his friend is saying, please let, you know, be the last thing I see and save me and protect me and promise that you'll carry on protecting everybody, then I can die in peace. Um, and so that's what it took for Snape to cast an unforgivable. And then there's this teenager just like, shouting curses at him it's like oh no 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 <laughs> um and it's it really reminds me of so many times as a parent when you have a little kid who's in a, an absolute furious rage uh, like their rage is real but they're very small and they're they're like launching themselves at you because you've unfairly done something which was actually like for their safety but like <laughs> they would love to hurt you and so their tiny little fists are flailing and your job is to protect them from hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. And you don't tell them, you know, how much stronger you are than they are. Right. You know, but like it's the, the degree that to which Harry is overpowered here. It's, it's that. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's like you're a writer or something. 
<laughs> you know what? It's it's the being a mom of toddlers. Hey, no, it's, I get it. Believe me. Alana never tried yeah. to hit me, but um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they get very mad at you when you try and like save their life. Yeah. <laughs> and, Still gets mad at me when I try to save his life. Father oh, rage. Yeah. I had to like scoop an Oreo out of his mouth the other day. <laughs> oh yeah. So mad at me. Yes. pretty much shoved her hand Crucio, how yeah. dare you? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. Chrissy told me the other day with her toddler that <laughs> so Evie got mad at her, so she Evie took Chrissy's glasses off and hit her with them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rage, Only man. Because I wasn't dealing with it. Dude. Dude. Oh, I wonder is, what man. I wonder what Mr. Man will be like. <laughs> He's so sweet. He's so sweet. But he does have those oh. strong hannies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These hannies. These hannies. They'll crush you. They will crush you. Uh uh, okay. Crucio. Snape blocks it. Um, then one of the siblings, we're not sure which one, but they catch Hagrid's house on fire. And my heart, the first thing mm-hmm. Hagrid thinks of is Fang. Yep. And he's mm-hmm. mad that they caught the house on fire because Fang is still in there. It, the internet um, says it's Ral. But, you know, that's the internet. Ral who ca- catches his house on fire? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't know, know why. why I read it as one of the siblings. Maybe, but because they're all evil, and they would all do it. The internet Hold says on, Ralph. Now I need. Oh I need, gosh, <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll look it up and confirm later. But all right. Um. So Harry again yells Crucio again to Snape, and again he blocks it. And I would say that we're definitely at anger in the grief categories here. He is angry mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Mr. Snape. Uh, but Snape keeps deflecting those and he tells Harry no unforgivable, unforgivable curses from you, Potter. You haven't got the nerve or the ability. And Harry cuts him off by trying to use incarcerus, but Snape deflects this again, which is one of many times this is going to happen throughout mm-hmm. my part. Um... Lori, did you want to say your part? Uh, yeah, I know you kind of like tie that in before too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just having feels. Um, I know. <laughs> well, the part where he says, you'll be blocked again and again unless you follow my very specific precise instructions. Um, that's the heaviest giveaway in this extremely carefully written chapter. In, you know, where you can't tell why, you know, what Snape is really thinking and who whose side he's on. But this is like the 51 to 49% giveaway instead of the 50-50 um, is the instruction. Um, the, the whole thing, the whole dynamic between them reminds me of when Harry is in the cave with Dumbledore. And, you know, Harry's like nearly a fully qualified wizard, right? So he's almost as good as a grown-up. no. <laughs> <laughs> the the, <laughs> the gulf of experience and grief that adults are trying to protect these kids from, even though they're almost adult, that it's so huge. And yeah, yeah Snape just trying to like keep 
the kid in his place and keep trying to teach him, even though he absolutely cannot stand this child. Mm. Um, yeah, that just really, it's a very richly emotional success of this chapter to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is when Harry screams, fight back, fight back, you cowardly. Ooh. And like this in the movie is... They did it very well. I agree. This mm-hmm. was a good moment. And also, this is just like, this is almost when you want someone to argue back with you mm-hmm. or whatever. Because I mean, this is obviously magical fighting, but just as an example, um, because like maybe you're so angry or you're so hurt and like having someone else either appear like they don't have the same feeling towards you or aren't reacting the way that you want them to that can make you feel what you're feeling more and be more frustrating. (laughs) I think he's kind of dealing with a little bit of that here. What's going on? Sorry. I thought, sorry, nothing. Um, (laughs) Can you put a note in? Thanks. Um, Long pause. (laughs) Um, So Harry calls him a coward, of course. And, Snape shouts, coward, did you call me, Potter? Mm. Your father would never attack me unless it was four on one. What would you call him, I wonder? That's a word that he cannot handle because he's doing so much that is so opposite, so brave. But what? Uh. But here he's still trying to make it about the kid in a teacher way. Yeah. He's, he's still able to not be hit personally by it Mm -hmm. because you know he is still well i mean this is of course dangerous territory but he is still trying to bring it back to harry's dad which you know is gonna come back to bite him in a few minutes Mm. yeah um here's another spell harry tries to use stupefy and every time he tries to use one of these spells since we're not actually like reading it he literally gets like half the word out Mm -hmm. which means he has thought it which means that snape has read it and oh he just doesn't gosh, have a I chance. Didn't even like catch that. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things? Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app There's an app option and you could also use it on your desktop. 
It's got an audio companion and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. No chance. Yeah. So he tries to use stupefy, Snape blocks it, and he tells him, you're going to be blocked again and again until you can learn to keep your mouth shut and your mind closed. So maybe even Harry would have a chance if he couldn't fully do nonverbal, but was better at occlumency maybe but not probably not against Snape but maybe with like someone else (laughs) well but I think that that is that is Snape's warning to him Mm -hmm. yeah like this is really what you need to work on and Mm -hmm. I and I honestly I never would have caught this if I wasn't rereading it knowing Snape is good right so he this is his clue to him i mean it's all well and good to learn occlumency but like that for the sake of harry and voldemort that's just not something that's really going to necessarily like help him his is different you know he has a horcrux connection and it's not just about but uh, he can block his mind he can learn to block it he he does but it's too convenient for him he knows where his enemy is and if he doesn't really if he's not really gonna want it he's not really gonna do it you know what i mean it it bites him by not learning it in the end too though because like voldemort does figure he does learn of the connection and use it what do you mean he yeah in five yeah but not in seven he does he won't dare go into his mind again like that Harry's too pure. Harry uses it against Voldemort. Harry sees Voldemort uh, killing the goblins and whatever yeah. else. And then he he learns to finally master it when they're after Fred dies and Hermione's like, do it. Look into his mind. And Harry's thinking to himself, why is it so easy now? Because he finally learned to do it because he finally wanted to. He had to force himself to block Voldemort's thoughts because he had to stay on task with what he was doing. So he didn't really want it before. Mm. And he tells her at Grimwald Place, like, she, he's like, you know, I can't help this. And, sh- and you know, at least I know where he's at. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody see what Megan with an H said? <laughs> Megan no. with an H? No. Someday we'll find it. <laughs> The Horcrux <laughs> connection. That's beautiful. <laughs> the Voldy, the Solbit, and me. Solbit? No! Solbit. <laughs> chapter title. Oh, Horcrux connector. No, that doesn't oh. make sense for this chapter. 
That's hilarious. <sighs> oh my god, where was I? Okay, I like how listeners. people are talking about how grief basically ends up blocking Voldemort throughout seven. Eh. Tiffany. <laughs> Oh, you think Harry actually like figures it out? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Do you have that much faith in Harry? Yeah. No, he does. He's a talented man. He I mean, we see the moment he figures it out. Yeah. Uh, I love you all. <laughs> Give me a quote, Mia. Uh okay. So Snape is telling him <laughs> Tiffany is feeling feisty. Yeah, today. she's spicy today. <laughs> Uh, Give me a, no, I'm willing to say that I'm wrong if I get a quote. <laughs> Why? Well, hold on quickly, though. When, when, <clears throat> what am I trying to say? When does he figure it out? What, like, what, the, the what's Fred, the moment that you're talking about? The Fred moment. It's, After Fred, what? Hermione tells him to look into his mind. He figures out to use grief when he's burying Dobby. And it's easier for him to see into Voldemort's mind uh, after Fred dies. Oh, because that's they've... not. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about with Dobby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, Dob that's when he, he says, oh, grief is yeah. what drives out Voldemort. Although Dumbledore would have said it was love. This And during that passage, when he figures it out with Dobby's burial, he actually mentions Snape's name and says, oh, this is what Snape was trying to teach me in my fifth year. Mm, interesting. And then when he, when Hermione says, do it, look into his mind, and Harry says, wow, this is easier than ever. They have right. just destroyed another Horcrux. Mm. But, so, I mean, Voldemort isn't going to be looking into Harry's mind at any rate after um, the end of book five, because Voldemort knows he can't survive it. Mm -hmm. But Harry has not that much control over it at the beginning and by the end of right you know when when enough soul bits have died then he can just <laughs> kind of march in there and just do whatever he wants to Voldemort's mind and Voldemort does can't even feel it it's like that one singular connection it's just him and Harry yeah yeah there's not the other places connection. to get the, the rainbow connection the rain what was what were the other lyrics the horcrux connection uh Voldy the soul bits and me. Someday we'll find it. The Horcrux connection. The Voldy the soul bit and me. I love that so much. It's so. <laughs> Who wrote that? Who wrote that? Megan with an H. Megan with an H. You are a gem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Harry still tries another hex or jinx or whatever impedimenta is. Oh, it's a jinx. If I were to keep kept reading. Uh, but before he even finished saying it, he suddenly feels this excruciating pain. So from the book, it says he keeled over in the grass. Someone was screaming. He would surely die of this agony. Snape was going to torture him to death or madness. But this wasn't Snape throwing Crucio out at him. One, like we would know that now anyway, but two, Snape roars out, no. The pain stops, and he says, Have you forgotten our orders? Potter belongs to the Dark Lord. We're to leave him. Uh, it's and, nice to have some sort of moment where we're like, we know Snape's not causing Harry the pain. <laughs> yeah, and also, how awful to think of how, how terrible Snape's life would be if the one uh, weapon that could take down Voldemort gets like accidentally killed by these incompetent colleagues. <laughs> right. 
Right? Like, no we've kidding. done all the, I just killed Dumbledore so this kid can take down the Dark Lord and then, you know, you weren't supposed to kill him. Anyway, mm. he can can't, imagine? he really can't trust, this is a terrible group project. Like, everybody else working on it with him is just mm. terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't Snape's the one who has to stay up, you know, till the middle of the night to get it finished. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here comes, are they twins or are they just siblings? I think they're just siblings. Either way, they're terrible. Electo and Amicus <laughs> and <laughs> the enormous Death Eater, as he's always described, but that's Raoul. How big oh, is so this it person? Is, it is Raoul who catches Hagrid's um, hut on oh, fire. Look, the internet got it right. referred to mm-hmm. as like huge, huge, enormous, <laughs> like <laughs> should have just said like swole and ripped. Swole. I don't know. Swole. Uh, they actually listen to Snape and they run for the gates and this is from the book again which just like the description of this just gives you Harry's feelings Harry uttered an inarticulate yell of rage in that instant he cared not whether he lived or died pushing himself to his feet he staggered blindly towards Snape the man he now hated as much as he hated Voldemort himself and this is what Snape meant when he said fools who wear their hearts on their sleeves. You know, if Harry is in this state, he can't think. It's He's going to be outpowered, overpowered, outmatched. Right, right. Because Snape, like you said, Laurie, he, Snape's like giving him the answers here. Yeah. Saying like, you can throw whatever you want at me, but you're a, a completely open book to me right now. You can't. You have no chance. And yeah, and this isn't the last time you're going to need to fight like this. So right. learn something fast. <laughs> this is the uh, appetizer battle. Ugh. It's Big almost coming like, later. You know, this is Snape giving him practice in a sense. <laughs> right. um, this is like, last chance, right? Yeah, well, this like, is my last chance to help you in any way. This is what I'm going to do for you. Wait, and you're the chosen one? You're who I have to trust to bring down the dog. Oh my God. Somebody teach this kid. I guess it's me again. Right. <laughs> uh, then Harry tries Sectum Sempra. Way to go, Harry. If Snape was going to repel any spell, it's absolutely going to be that one. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Harry is only he's finally only feet away from Snape because he's been trying to catch up to him this whole time so he can finally see Snape's face clearly um, and he's described as he was no longer sneering or jeering the blazing flames showed a face full of rage do you think that this is him angry that Harry is not getting it more so than probably how Harry is deciphering this anger in his face, but it's more so like Snape is mad that Harry's not up to par. Harry's not getting it. He's not learning what he needs to learn. Like, do you think that that's the anger that's in his face? I think there's a ton of different levels. I think it's that. I think it's... He's angry he had to just kill Dumbledore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that also like running. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's an onion. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think you can also be a- like... He, I could see him being so mad that Harry doesn't understand that he's doing this for all the right reasons, blah, blah, blah. And obviously Harry can't understand that, but that doesn't stop the possibility of Snape still raging from that. 
because he's living uh, a not so nice existence. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing, yeah, too, because Snape is the one who invented these spells, he doesn't only know how to cast them and how to reverse them. He knows how expensive it is to your soul when these spells work. Mm -hmm. He knows what you have to do to make up for it for the rest of your life. Yeah. This is why he and Dumbledore have given themselves um, to protect Draco and Harry in case they might be able to prevent Draco and Harry from making the same mistakes and paying for it for decades and decades. And, you know, yeah, you can't use these spells against me. I invented them. I also, I know so much more about what happens after you cast them. You're, you don't even know. And it's also, I think some of the rage is just the rage of anybody when they've done a thankless job. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying Can to keep that. you from, you know, the horrible life that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, how you feel after you've really hurt someone. And yeah. Yeah, also like again, like my Snape fan self, you know, responds when uh every once in a while you can tell that the author doesn't want us to hate Snape. Mm-hmm. And actually wants the reader to respect Snape because she doesn't describe his looks as ugly or greasy. Like his face is full of rage or it's harsh or it's pale. Mm-hmm. Like in those descriptions, the reader feels more what he's feeling inside instead of looking at him from the outside going, God. From Harry's. Ew. Yeah. From yeah. Harry's <laughs> eyes. Yeah, definitely. Because when, totally right. when we That's get really, words really like connection. that, it, it's Harry's thought you know well and like think of the descriptions that we always get of umbridge or that we always <laughs> get like. of bellatrix like or or the dursleys you know what i mean like there mm-hmm. are definitely specific dis- descriptor words that she uses when you're meant to super dislike a character or fear and she yeah and mm-hmm. she has definitely toned those down a lot with snape in I think this book in general mm-hmm. yeah from mm-hmm. the moment that he kills Dumbledore until the moment that Harry sees him again on the night of the final battle um, Snape is not described in any way as ugly at all mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. I want to say this so I don't forget it but I do want to talk to you on an episode um uh, at the end of Prisoner, where mm-hmm. he com- becomes completely unhinged mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Harry. Yeah. Because we were I, I, yeah. very unkind. Oh, in absolutely. That chapter to him. And the way that oh. he's described is terrifying. Mm-hmm. He's uh, having a PTSD flashback. Yeah. So I would love to, obviously, we cannot do that today because yeah. that's going to be hefty i think but another day, <laughs> but another day i i want to make sure that we do make sure that we do that with you yeah agreed <laughs> i just wanted to say it so i didn't forget it mm-hmm. placeholder <laughs> right yeah <laughs> here comes a really bold potter move oh Ready? yes what's the next one he tries to use on snape <laughs> levy corpus <laughs> harry what a choice the one spell you saw your father use in a oh memory no. you weren't supposed to see <laughs> that Snape 
could have just walked away from everything for <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah so he tries to use this and this is when snape screams no potter and there's a bang and harry's thrown backwards he hits the ground again this time his wand flies out of his hand quote snape closed in and looked down on him where he lay wandless and defenseless as dumbledore had been Ooh, that just hits my heart that was one of the scariest moments for me the first time mm -hmm. i'm reading this series it's like oh my god he's got he's got harry defenseless yeah. what yeah what does severus snape say to harry potter when he what's he gonna say what's he gonna do <laughs> and like and think about all the things i mean granted snape's difficult life but the things that he's been through in the past how how many minutes has it been five yeah ten right you know it's a very small amount of time from um yeah. killing dumbledore to now and you know when you have heightened emotions like that you do not always think through things um you don't always have a filter for your mouth i am saying this from personal experience <laughs> No, but, uh, but honestly, like you lose a little bit of yourself when when you're feeling heightened emotions. Granted, I've never felt anything that is like this, but I can't imagine that it's easy to keep yourself in check, especially. Yeah. I don't know. He, he has it's so complicated. And that's the best word that I can use to describe everything with their relationship. It is so complicated. Mm hmm. Why well, gotta go and make things so complicated? Mm, mm hmm. Getting me yep. frustrated. Mm hmm. Thank you, Mia. <laughs> uh, more from the book. Snape's pale face, illuminated by the flaming cabin, was suffused with hatred just as it had been before he had cursed Dumbledore. Do you think this is, again, like we were talking, just like all of the anger and hatred of like what? he has to do what he's been forced to do what he has to continue on to do and i mean he doesn't like harry i think he's just <laughs> angry about the position that he's in like i mean he knew this was coming but he's just like mad that it's here yeah 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 i i could see that yeah and mad like we said in the last episode like he is mad that Dumbledore has put him into this situation and made him kill the one person who truly knew who he was. And now he has nobody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other thing, though, that I, I want to speak up in defense of this move, too. Mm. It has given Snape a strength he Dumbledore asked Snape to be the most important person in Dumbledore's death. And for somebody who isn't sure throughout his life whether he's loved, whether he's important to anybody, you know, yeah, he was he was the only person Dumbledore trusted with his death. And that's that's, you know, the rage but also the grief here. Um, yeah, you know, and thinking about like all of the self blame he has for how he got them all into this position in the first place. And like, you know, no, I'm not going to let you go down the same path that I did. 
Um, all right, I'm going to pause something. I have some weird audio issue. Oh, that's okay. Sure. I have you to find keep... something, anything. Anyway, we can hear you. Yeah. It sounds okay. the same for me, at least. Okay. So it's just me. All right. Um, I have a question for you. Put a note in for a pause, please. Katie, you are right. Yeah. Sorry. I read this earlier today. I want to ask you about it. But I have to get to the quote law. Okay. So I'm finishing up Deathly Hallows again for the millionth time. And so we're getting, we're in the prince's uh, tail, right? They're on the hilltop. Snape comes. It's right after mm-hmm. Lily and James are done. Mm-hmm. Um, and Snape says, hide them all. Then he croaked, keep her, them safe, please. Dumbledore says, and what will you give me in return, Severus? And in return, Snape gaped at Dumbledore and Harry expected him to protest. But after a long moment, he said, anything. Mm-hmm. This is one of those anythings. Mm-hmm. What will you give me in return? Anything. Yeah. He yeah. had already agreed to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not this specifically, but he agreed to do anything. Yeah. Wow. I love the connections. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <laughs> It just oh. makes me so happy. I'm going to lose my mind every episode of Deathly Hallows. Yeah. It's an intense Me and Meg are just gonna sit back. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> That'll be the Tiffany show. <laughs> Here comes the book name drop. You ready? It's like when you're watching a movie and they say the title <gasps> of the movie. Can't wait. You dare use my own spells against me, Potter? It was I who invented them. I, the Half Blood Prince. And you turn my inventions on me like your filthy father would you? I don't think so. No. I didn't know it was Snape. Did anybody else suspect it was Snape? No. No. Who's that Eileen Prince lady? Am dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a weird moment because it was sort of anticlimactic. Like this is supposed to be the big reveal. I think a lot of people felt that way. way. Yeah. (laughs) But 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 I was but (laughs) um now that. When I first read this book, my baby was two, was one. Now that this kid is 18 and I have another kid, I totally get it. Um, when you're raising a kid, you don't want to you spend your whole time as an adult saying, I'm this much bigger than you and stronger than you and everything you've ever done, I've already done before. And you, you think you invented the whole world. You haven't invented anything. Um, you know, this whole the do not cite the deep magic to me. As Mm -hmm. the kids get older and as what they're trying to do has more consequence in the world and they can take it, you have to reveal to them, I've been holding back. I was there before you. You have Mm -hmm. to know how big, how much bigger I've been all this time because you're about, you know, you're old enough and you're big enough to know. And... I just as a parent, I've had those moments where I protected them from just knowing how much bigger and stronger adults are. And then 
I realized, oh, this is the time where I have to tell them, you think you invented that? No, we've let you think that because we needed, <laughs> we needed to make that in order for you to be confident enough to grow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to be told, you, you know, you, this moment of reminding you how much smaller and younger you are is only coming because you're now big enough to take it. Yeah. But yeah, you didn't invent anything, Potter. Yeah. And you know, that's interesting that you talk about it in that way, because like, so this, this is the moment, you know, it's like, it's like scaffolding and you, you build to this. And this is the last time that he's able to teach him anything one-on-one personally. This is the last student teacher moment that they can have because everything Mm -hmm. has now changed. You cannot go back. Um, And granted, we know that Snape puts the sword and uses his Patronus and whatnot. And he knows that he has to take it with like bravery. Um, But it's like, I've shown you we've, we did this together. Now I'm releasing you. And that's literally like, that's literally what you're supposed to do in teaching. Like that, that comp, that's pedagogy. Like Mm -hmm. I do, we do, you do is what like for kind of like the everyday kid terms for that. And it's, and it's his turn now. This is Harry's turn. Well, that's a really simple way to put that. I do, we do, you do. Huh. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. (laughs) thanks it's like thanks i know i'm pretty great (laughs) i'm also very burnt out (laughs) (laughs) Um, more from the book this gets intense you ready i'm so ready actually that's seven this just gets really extreme (laughs) intense intense i get it Harry had dived for his wand. Snape shot a hex at it, and it flew feet away into the darkness and out of sight. Kill me then, panted Harry. (sighs) He felt no fear at all, but only rage and contempt. Kill me like you killed him, you coward. Don't, screamed Snape, and his face was suddenly demented, inhuman, as though he was in as much pain as the yelping, howling dog stuck in the burning house behind them. Call me coward. These are in all caps. And I want to hear everything Lori has to say about this. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Gosh, that's a hard paragraph to understand, isn't it? Because Her- first, Harry in it too. Yeah. 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 At, at first, you think, what is it with the word coward? Is yeah. it just like triggery? Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, definitely. You know, and then like you think, well, is he mad because what he just did with? Mm-hmm. Dumbledore is so much the opposite of cowardly and he just mm-hmm. doesn't have like right now I am out of energy don't call me names and then it took me a long time it took me many years to understand the reading I have of it right now uh, which is in Harry's line kill me like you killed him you coward and that's one of those wonderful things that I love in this series when a name or a pronoun can refer to more than one person. Like when somebody says Potter, you don't know if it's James or Harry, Mm. you know? Well, you do if Malfoy says it. (laughs) Right. But like, (laughs) like, you know, Barty Crouch, Barty Crouch feels this way. And you don't know if it's Barty Crouch senior or junior. 
right and mm-hmm. kill me like Junior. you killed him here is so you know harry is definitely <laughs> talking about james because you know snape has just mentioned oh you're going to act like your dad and so harry is <gasps> saying kill me like you killed uh, him what is the first time that Snape learns that all of their efforts for years and years and years to keep secret from Harry who heard the prophecy and mm. who sent Voldemort after James and Lily in the first place. He and Dumbledore kept that secret from Harry for all this time. And Harry actually only learned that for the first time hours earlier. It's hours just that ago. A, few things, a few things had happened since then. <laughs> A few. A few. Harry has not had time to process this, and actually, has, the reader oh. has not had time to process this. Like when I read this, I I realize, wait a minute, the fact that Harry learned this about Snape, we should, we deserved like two chapters of him, you know, figuring out what on earth this meant and how mad he is at everybody. But no, he had no time to process this. You know, Dumbledore actually really meant it when he said i have something so important that it'll put this out of your mind um and so now snape knows that harry knows that he has this guilt and because this entire volume six Mm. has been about what guilt does to you and how much it warps you and the extents you'll go to like slughorn went to to just deny Mm. the guilt to yourself and it's mm-hmm. really, really fresh because, well, he didn't actually murder James, did he? He didn't, you know, like, right. he didn't do the curse, but he did just murder somebody. And, you know, he really is in a position where he can't deny it. Like, the whole setup was so that he could go around telling everybody, look upon me, a murderer. <laughs> you know, right. like, he's... Yeah, yeah. And... But, like, there's a real guilt of him really having caused somebody's death that came before then. And he's just upset because Dumbledore's dead. And the yeah. effort it took to cast that curse is so draining. Mm-hmm. And the word don't, I realize that don't and call me coward are two completely different sentences. He says don't. And what is he going to say? Don't, don't what? Oh, is there... Mm. Like, don't mm. accuse me of having killed somebody. Don't taunt me about having killed your dad. Don't what? You know, I didn't kill him. And then, fine, like, well, what are you going to say? Fine, don't don't call me coward. Do you think he changes his mind? I think. With the don't. So, so I don't think it's a changing of mind. It's, I think the emotions happening inside of him are not verb. He can't put them into words. Yeah, he words. can't get it out. Okay. All we have is the yelping, howling dog with the house on fire trapped. Mm-hmm. And that's about as verbal as all of these emotions can be. So there's like, a, there's a lot. It's a loaded don't. Yeah, the don't is what comes out okay. of him. I understand now. Yeah. And then like And then he finishes the sentence because I mean he already what? thinks himself of Lily's killer or, or yeah. an, an accomplice too, you know? Yeah. But he yeah. had I, I don't think Snape ever killed before this. No? Be, no, I don't because mm. of because until then he could lie to himself 
that maybe he technically hadn't caused Lily and James's death. Maybe he's technically not a killer. You know, mm-hmm. and, and there's Bellatrix going, oh, you never actually do anything. You just talk. And like the way that he projects onto Harry and, you know, tries to pretend that Harry is somehow a bad person who deserves to be bullied and whatever. It's all these like mental gymnastics that he puts himself through to try to be in denial about his guilt. And yeah. now he's just actually killed somebody and that changes you. And yeah. when I when I say that he ripped his soul apart to kill Dumbledore, I don't mean like in order to make a Horcrux, you have to rip it apart and then do something with it. And then make it. a Horcrux. Yeah. Yeah. But just being around the death of somebody that you really love, it's going to rip you apart. That's all it means. It rips you mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. And, you know, if you're lucky, you get to heal again. Um, but if you are guilty about it, then it's going to take a lot more effort. Yeah. And yeah, he's just you know not in a good space right now no it's not it's not a great day there have been better i'm sure yeah and then you know and then the kid the orphan says all right fine kill me like you killed my dad and you made me an orphan and well he sure can't deny any of this can he you don't think it referred to dumbledore at all we have some people in the chat thinking um the don't was maybe referring to dumbledore I think at this moment, kill, it's kill, all, kill me like you killed yeah. him, or is it all just together mushed? It, it's all it I, works I'm on sure all these they're levels. All, like they're they're yelling about Dumbledore, they're yelling about James, they're yelling about how much they hate each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their relationship is so weird. Not not good. Not good. <laughs> In the worst ways. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here's the first time, all this time, uh, Snape has not, he, he's pushed Harry back, but he hasn't done any actual harm to him. Like he hasn't actually hit him with a hex or a jinx or anything. Uh, but this is the first time where Snape slashes at the air and Harry feels what he describes as a white hot whip, like something that hit him across the face mm-hmm. and he slammed back to the ground. Um, do you think this is just like Snape just lashing, like literally lashing out because yeah, uh, he's uh, as we just talked about, he's going through a little bit of something right now, right? And I can't imagine it's anywhere near. Is this like punching a wall when you're mad? You know what I mean, right? Is it yeah. just like yeah, losing, kind of just I losing your it. grip for a second? And for Snape, that could cost a lot. Yeah, so he never really does it. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's the same thing as yelling "shut up." <laughs> right. um, yeah, and the um, the cowardice part of it. Uh, this is where the author's biography comes into it for me, because when you see her talk about how she had to accept shame to take her baby and run away from her mistakes to protect the baby and then go on welfare and be totally mm-hmm. a failure. Is it cowardice to run away? You know, because that's the chapter title, The Flight of the Prince. Mm-hmm. It it might look like cowardice, and certainly people are going to look down on you and blame you for it. But uh, you have to have your internal sense that you're doing it to protect younger people. 
and you have yeah that's what you use to fight the shame is that you have this bigger picture of protectiveness and grief and that plus the element of um snape being a spy because i i actually know people who have worked as spies and um it's such hard work and it's very dangerous and you might get killed um and you have to have an internal sense of honor because people it's the job is designed for people to look down on you and have contempt for you because they're going to think you're a dishonorable person and you can't defend yourself if you defend yourself you're giving up you know Mm -hmm. yourself and the safety of the people that you're working to protect anyway so yeah you have to really cling to something inside you and it's not easy and you know it's not like something that you can 100 percent do perfectly all the time <gasps> he literally flies from hogwarts next book <laughs> yes he the flight yeah. of the prince <laughs> part two <laughs> yeah back to deathly hollow (laughs) i will talk about that more in the next episode though can you imagine those lessons though with voldemort (laughs) i don't think they were from voldy oh no no. but let's just for joke's sake think that What did she say about Snape? I cut out. I she goes, hear. who is Severus Snape? <laughs> yes, that's the question. She, right, truly though. Um, she had a little, I had a little Snape because Megan gave her um, these like old school Potter, like almost Barbie-ish type dolls. So she plays with them. They're all naked right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she takes their clothes off constantly. Naked how dare you well, take their awesome school uniforms off no and Truly. this was the day where she had um the two harrys get married oh yeah i love that yeah so they're nude ron often wears hermione's clothes which i think is fab awesome um but i had this little one so i just threw it in the bag with that and when she was little like two and three she was like, this guy's grouchy. Yeah. Because <laughs> his face is like, <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is grouchy. Uh, All right. I don't know where we were. I do. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Lori's comment after this sentence makes me laugh. It shouldn't, but like, it's just. <laughs> anyway. So there's this rush of wings. Well, say right? what it is. Well, I can't. Oh, because Lori's going to say it after oh, I it, say it. it. Okay. I was like, don't just leave people hanging with our notes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get there. Oh, I love you. Zay. I love you. <laughs> so Snape had just lashed out at Harry. And then all of a sudden, Harry's on the ground and he hears this rush of wings. And Buckbeak, good old Wither Wings, comes flying at Snape. Slashing at him with his talons. Talons. <laughs> Nippler. Talons. <laughs> Nippler. My profound comment was Snape's life sucks. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Truly, though, you get does. very little wins. Yeah. <sighs> I hope he has a nice afterlife, wherever that may be. Hopefully, he has a good in between, like Harry, and he can board a train into the positive on right so Snape continues his run for the gates Buckbeak is still after him 
which it's really cool to see Buckbeak honor Harry so much that like he goes after an attacker. I think that's sweet. I feel bad for Snape. Um, and Harry describes Buckbeak as screeching as Harry had never heard him screech. And Harry saw this dude get beheaded. So that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, Harry's pretty dazed from getting thrown on the ground a thousand times, knocking his head around, and he's groggily looking around for his wand. But he's thinking, even when I find it, if I do, like Snape is long gone, he's disapparated. So Harry, the next thing Harry thinks of is Hagrid. Like, is he okay? So he calls for him. This is when Hagrid bursts out of his flaming house with a rescued fang in his arms. A pooch. <sighs> a pooch. A sigh of relief across every reader little, ever. Toasty right. pooch. A toasty pooch. Uh, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> it's only okay because he's okay. <laughs> Just a little toasty. Just a little bit. Oh my gosh. With a cry of thankfulness, Harry sank to his knees. He was shaking in every limb. His body ached all over and his breath came in painful stabs. And Hagrid's like, are y'all right? Are y'all right? Speak to me. Think it is of... finally hitting him. I think everything yes. at once is finally hitting him. And think I think of it. No, because I'm like, <sighs> my nose is getting tingled with tears coming. Harry just went with Dumbledore on this terrifying adventure like harry describes being scared multiple times which yeah. we don't get from harry right mm -hmm. goes on this crazy adventure um has to force potion down dumbledore's throat thinks that he's gonna die because these in fury come out of the water <laughs> that's happened oh my god dumbledore saves him they hurry back they apparate back as soon as they're back boom dark mark have to hurry to the school Everything then goes down with Malfoy and Dumbledore. Mm. Yes, babe. And Shy is like, oh my god, Hagrid doesn't know yet. Yeah. No, no, he doesn't. he doesn't. And he doesn't know. believe him at first. Yeah, and Harry doesn't even know who's dead. If it's he doesn't, one of his yeah, friends. he doesn't know who else is dead. Yeah, yeah, all he knows is Dumbledore. Yeah, and I meant to say before when Harry is first running after Snape and Malfoy, and they're like, he runs through the thick of the battle. He's thinking there's a line in there that he describes like Snape and Malfoy make it through surprisingly unscathed or something like that. Because to him, Snape is a villain, right? Mm -hmm. Snape right. killed Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, why don't these people know? Well, like they can't mm -hmm. know. But yeah. he's he hasn't even had time a second to he's process anything that has happened. Seen so much and been a part of so much. Like he can't even comprehend other people not knowing what he's just witnessed yeah. and he yeah. also doesn't have it even in him to push it to say it yeah to, to like, like to like no you're like i'm right i like he does yeah. but he also like there there's a point where he just stops because one like, he doesn't have to yeah you. he's not gonna argue anymore and two they actually they come up on uh his body but like Mm. Yeah. it sucks and you know what also sucks like really bad and really really hurts is um i don't know if before this harry ever wished that he was not alive um but this is he also wishes it again deadly mm. hells again but when mm -hmm. he's at his parents graves he he like thinks 
this is just so hard. And I wish I was just under there too. Yeah. And that is like reading that is horrible. And that's something that you kind of, it's easy to gloss over in that moment because you're kind of like, you're, you're there and you're, you're excited that he's like actually at the place where everything happened and, you know, they see like the monument and whatnot. And it's a very easy line to kind of like, it's, it's a little forgettable, but when you focus on that, like it's, it's just so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. He has had such a hard life. Yeah. Um, this last line for my part, at least, um, so it says Haggard's huge hairy face was swimming above Harry, blocking out the stars because he's still very dazed and just he's been through it. Uh, Harry could smell burnt wood and dog hair. He put out a hand and felt Fang's reassuringly warm and alive body quivering beside him. Just like that grounding, just a split second of s- s- this other being is still alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oof. This one, I think this part hurt me more than the last episode, but also we were like, it gets worse. Kind of avoiding being the sad. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. I know. It gets, it gets Just worse. Just wait. <sighs> it gets worse. Okay. Let's pull a couple lightning bolt questions. The first one that I'm going to ask is fun. It's from Chelsea. Mm. What would the Death Eaters do for icebreakers in their meetings? <laughs> What's your favorite color? <laughs> Black. <laughs> tell me, tell me three hidden talents that you have. Two, two truths and a lie. <laughs> yeah. What's your Ooh. favorite unforgivable? <laughs> oh my! No, God. I want to see. I want to see them do the hula hoop thing or trust balls. <laughs> Oh my god! Trust falls. Oh my god! Everyone would land on the ground. None of them trust each other. Guess who's under the mask? (laughs) Mm. Not good. None of it's good. Oh my god. Um. Let's see. Sarah asks it's clear that snape is a very talented duelist is this why voldemort kills him with nagini (sighs) Hmm. it is an interesting way for him to die um and he did well okay so Hmm. voldemort thinks that snape is the master of the elder wand if he gets rid of snape he can get rid of the the hang up with the wand right it's not working properly for mm-hmm. him you don't um, cast- so maybe yeah so maybe he doesn't think that it'll work if he casts it with the wand right if if don't voldemort mistakenly believes that the wand's power you know that there's a mathematical formula to magic and if snape owns the elder wand then if dumbledore uh, if if voldemort casts a spell against the owner of the elder wand he will lose so he has to do it the crude way by getting mm-hmm. a venomous animal to bite him. I also Can think that Spelliarmus. What? That Snape would oh. be able to block it. Mm, okay. Okay. 
Um, I also think that Voldemort is probably so. Okay, so Deathly Hallows aren't like common knowledge amongst witches and wizards, right? Um, however, the Elder Wand is something that is literally in the pages of wizarding history. So perhaps that um, Harry asks Ollivander, you know, does it have to pass through murder? And Ollivander says, no, like that's like the crudest way that you could do that. But I feel like Voldemort would think that that would be the only way that you could do that yeah. to become the master. Right. Because I feel like that feels like he is more powerful or has one up you or. And there's whatever. no chance of you getting this back. Yeah. Yeah. Can I uh, reference the last lightning bolt question again? Did anybody else see what Isaiah said? Yeah, I oh, saw I, it. I can't look it. I can't look at multiple. We were talking about so. icebreakers and trust falls, and Isaiah said <laughs> Dumbledore took the ultimate trust fall. I was waiting to comment <laughs> on it because it felt very Vinny. <laughs> uh, okay, Marguerite asked a question for Lori. Do you think that Snape was bothered by the other dark wizards attacking Hagrid in his home? In the movie, I always feel like Snape was still in shock and hurt, despite having to act like he didn't care. Did Hagrid care about Did Hagrid Snape, in his house? Do you think oh, Snape sorry. was bothered? I'm an idiot. Was Snape, that's what I meant to say. Um, I think he's he's trying to work for the Order even while he was running away. All of Snape's calls of, come on, come on, leave it. Let's just go. Let's just go. Yeah. It's his way of saying, you know, trying to get Let's them get to get out of here. Yeah. I think if Harry wouldn't have been like right there at that time, Snape would have tried to like finagle getting maybe helping out with Hagrid. Um, does he was pushing everybody in front of him to be the last person there? So maybe if he got all the Death Eaters out and they apparated out, he would be able to do something. Ah, oh, he really is—he's really working caught. overtime. <laughs> yeah, he has to think yeah. about so many things at once. This is like game time decisions, yeah. left and right. There's so much going on. I don't. I honestly, I could not. I could not mentally handle what he is dealing with right now and trying to like just act like you don't care about something happening because the other people who think that you're on their side are there. It's like it's just that is so much it gives me severe anxiety That's too much stress <laughs> shy severe said anxiety. that this reminds them in the last movie when snape deflects megalial spells into the other death eaters yeah 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 that was a nice touch um last question comes from sarah i feel like this is quite a quite a slytherin question but Snape's love for Lily is the cause of all the pain and roles he's placed in. So do you think he hates himself for loving her and loving her still? I feel um, like that's quite a Slytherin way to look at it. But I don't know. No. If, I don't know if he hates himself. No. For that reason, I think that there might be other things that he's done that he might hate himself for. But I don't think that it's loving her. Maybe he hates the way he threw away their relationship but I don't think he hates that he loves her no no I don't think that he hates that he loves her I I see what we at uh, fan story fan story 
Okay, this comes from Emma from July of 2019. 2019, which now feels like <laughs> forever, forever ago. ago. Hi, everyone. My name is Emma, and I am a 23-year-old from the Netherlands. Nice. I'm a Ravenclaw. My Ilvermorny house is a Pukwudgie. My wand is a Rowan Wood with unicorn hair core, 10 and 3 quarter inches, and slightly springy flexibility. And my Patronus is a hummingbird. Oh, beautiful. I love hummingbirds. Me too. I grew up with Harry Potter, and I can't even think of a time when Harry Potter wasn't in my life. My first memory of Harry Potter is my mom reading the Philosopher's Stone to me and my brother chapter by chapter before we went to bed. As the story proceeded my mom couldn't help herself and kept reading more and more chapters <laughs> at a time because she too had lost herself in the potter universe me and the neighbor kids were always playing outside pretending to attend our version of hogwarts outlined on the streets with chalk oh my god that's so cute we made our own wands and borrowed our other neighbor's broom which resembled <laughs> our nimbus 2000 at the time don't worry we returned it whenever it would rain we were bummed because we could because we could start over again without lining our perfect little street Hogwarts. I remember trying to read The Order of the Phoenix in English for the first time when I was about 10 or 11 years old. The translation to Dutch hasn't been released yet, so I tried English. I could understand bits, and I had to use a dictionary to get through. By then, I had developed the skill to read quite fast. But because English wasn't my native tongue, and I had to translate it at all, it took me frustratingly long to get through the chapters, but I managed. I was about halfway through when my teacher ruined it all for me. I still remember him saying as I was holding the book while walking into class, Order of the Phoenix too, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. Order of the Phoenix, huh? I loved it. Too bad Dumbledore dies. I wonder uh, I wonder uh. if this was Order of the Phoenix and like Half-Blood was out or did you mean Half-Blood? I don't know. <sighs> Ten-year-old uh, me. What? I'm right away. That's so right. Yeah, like, what? <sighs> also... Bro. Yeah, that's not okay. That's not okay. Ten-year-old me was devastated. I cried so hard and so long that my mom had to come and pick me up, only to find <laughs> out through me that indeed Dumbledore would die. Give well, me names. Yeah. <laughs> Give yeah, seriously. Me what the names? Heck? That's not okay. <gasps> I cannot. Like I, see, I can't, I'm. I can't get over this. Yeah, that's, that's not okay. <laughs> that's, that's not so right. Okay. Little did I know that I spoiled it for her too. We cried. No. We both cried in the car ride home. Oh, oh my god! Forget that kid, man. <laughs> uh, oh no, the teacher. the teacher! Yeah, the, the teacher. teacher. That's, yeah, worse. That Give is me their awful. Name. That's low. <laughs> Terrible. He's like, I'll take care of. I'm gonna take care of this. <laughs> First of all. How dare you? <laughs> They're hold, you're holding the book and they do that. Like what? I am floored. You could go, hey, have you finished that yet? <laughs> no? Okay, let's talk after. Uh, the neighbor kids ended up moving five hours away. My mom grew out of it and going to high school wasn't much of a motivation to talk about Harry Potter either. I ended up finishing the entire book series quietly in English and was so proud of myself, but I had practically no one to share it with. I've been listening to your podcast religiously for a couple months now. I'm almost caught up, only two more episodes to go, which to me is an absolute bummer because oh. when I am at work doing the dishes, <laughs> I listen to up to almost five episodes a shift. You make me smile to pots and pans. 
laugh at cutlery, Aww. but also make me shed a tear to dirty plates. Oh. <laughs> that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I had to excuse myself multiple times from my colleagues because they caught me laughing out loud to myself or either saw me wipe away a few tears. I'm sorry that this story is incredibly long. Don't apologize. But it felt good writing it all out after listening to over a hundred other Potter stories. Because of you guys, I found myself back into the Potter universe in a way that I could never have experienced it the way that I do now. I never before had people I could share my thoughts and feelings about Harry Potter with. It hurts my heart that you live on the other side of the world knowing that I will never get to meet you. Because it feels like I have gained four sisters that can appreciate my Potter obsession as much as I, as much as I loved theirs. You make my Hogwarts a home. And I am mm. so grateful for you. Lots Aww. and lots of love from the Netherlands, Emma. Aww, so you, Emma. sweet, Emma. Well, I guess Emma. we're coming to the Netherlands. <laughs> I know. I guess we have to go now. Uh, I would love to go to the Netherlands. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, but I love I can't get over it. I want to protect you you. so badly. I'm gonna be mad about that for like months. Yeah, it's it's gonna come (laughs) up again, and I guarantee it. Remember this story from Emma, (laughs) that teacher. (sighs) So rude, truly. I'm ready for Karen. The chat says that that is a benefit to reading on Kindle, so people don't see what you're reading, and then they don't ruin anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I guess that's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Who, this was back in the day, though. Was Kindle yeah. around? No. 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 Which came first, Kindle or the Nook? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, ready for a joke? Yes. Thank you. Why are boat? <gasps> I've been failing at it. Why are boat truckles so loyal? I don't know, Katie. Why? Because they, they really got... stick around. Oh man, I was gonna say something about limbs. And ain't it? <laughs> what was what was your limb? I don't know. I was gonna to say that. they got quality limbs. I don't know. They got they got <laughs> limbs of loyalty. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well. On that note, if you'd like to follow us on social media, myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family. <laughs> Tiffany is on Instagram and TikTok at tiffswish underscore flick. And Lori, mm-hmm. where can we find you? LoriKim.com. Ooh. Awesome. Um, It should be LoriKim.Snape. <laughs> oh, man. So Mia got bingo today. So Ravenclaw got bingo. Congrats to Mia. And like Ravenclaw needs the points. <laughs> Ravenclaw is still in first with 6,489 points. Hufflepuff is now in second after trivia, Woo-hoo! which I'm just saying, guys, so many points yeah. were given out for trivia. So Show up. Show up. Yes. It was. So there was points for first, second, third, but then there was also just participation points. Just for like, you yes, know, for coming being there. and hanging out with us. Your house got points for you. So. Yep. Hufflepuff has 5,711 points. Slytherin is in third with 5,062 points. And Gryffindor is in fourth with 4,336 points. We just want, um, I mean, trivia is so much fun. It's definitely for you guys. Like, even if you don't do well, like, or you don't know the answers or you're not good at trivia. It's just neither am I. People's funny answers 
like have us rolling. <laughs> um, it's just something else that's fun to do. We usually do it on like a Friday night. So um, just come and join us. Friday I mean, this is why you night. have these these perks. So yeah, we just love to have fun with you guys. Shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are the best. Uh oh, Philly's getting in trouble. <laughs> what is this episode for? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. Soul bits. Soul bits. Soul bits. Mm. That and should be Snape. like for Snape and Soul bits. Is that the title? <laughs> Let's do that too. Soul bits. Soul bits. Snape and Soul bits. Or Both? the Horcrux yeah, connection. Sh- <laughs> oh, the Horcrux connection. I like that. <sighs> we talk about it so much. The horse cruise. The horse cruise. Oh man, there were so many good ones tonight. <sighs> how to choose? How to choose? Well, Lori, thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's always a good adventure. You blew my mind tonight, um, much like you do every single time. And we get to talk to you <laughs> again for part two. I'm so excited to be coming back for part two. There's like so much more to say. This is such an amazing chapter and difficult. It's yeah, it's, it's a painful chapter, but it's really worth it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Well, I and can't wait to hear what you say. We have yeah to talk to you is just you know twist my arm. <laughs> Lori's gotta come on out. Oh, oh man, <laughs> we love you, Lori. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Well, so what is it for? Soul bits and trust falls. Trust falls. Horcrux connections. What were the Hula lyrics? Tr- ice Katie, Katie, will you sing it for us? What? Will you sing it for us? Do you remember the lyrics? Oh no! Um, Is it? And that's how you find it. The Horcrux connection. There we go. That's all I know. Holy <laughs> the soul bits, soul bits and me. And me. <laughs> All right, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my boys! <laughs> Solid, too. All of the points Bingo. from trivia were added in, oh, which, shoot. let me tell you, we ch- we kind of um, changed how we're going to do it for that kind of stuff. Like, everybody who shows up is going to get participation oh. points for their house. So, like, oh, the God. more what are the points people at? from your house... Or are you going to tell us at the end? Because I'm not going to go you, try I'll and look. I'll tell you at the end. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. Just post it now. <laughs> Hufflepuff has come to second. Whoa. Because of, because of trivia. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. There's that not bi- that big of a difference between us now. I know. Jeez Louise. It's actually like. It's like competitive. We're getting up yeah. There. Yeah. Like, it's actually getting competitive, which I like. Yeah. So. Coming for you, snake. <laughs> 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 <laughs>